0: Three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, back to the Sportsball Politics Podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Ross Jamian, joined by my esteemed colleague.
1: Stephen Hopkins, here I am.
0: Um, it is February 21st, year of our Lord, 2018. And, wow, we got a jam-packed show. We're going to go probably 30, 40 minutes today. But what has happened, Steve, since our last discussion about 10 days ago?
1: Oh uh, well, we're uh, a week ago today. Uh, last, um,
0: Wednesday. last Wednesday, last last Wednesday. Which, yeah, last Wednesday, which was also Valentine's Day. There was a school shooting in Parkland, Florida. Yep. Um, and it's been gripping the
1: news. Uh, everything essentially from the other, you know, all other news has shut down, and this has really been kind of centerpiece. Um, And you know the other things that we talk
0: about I think that like I said that's just been kind of taking a backseat. Yep exactly exactly, so um, You know as as we we kind of suspected so we know that no matter who's president you're gonna have these shootings coming up Um, And to be consistent the Democrats are responding the same way they did with Obama But it's like they're projecting their anger at Donald Trump specifically um, which we'll get into in a second, but yeah, like with, whenever there was a shooting under Obama, it was we must do X, Y, Z with gun laws and we must make change. Fine. They're consistent at least when it comes to Trump. But there's a, certain, there's a certain difference in that they're projecting their anger on Trump as if Trump doesn't care about the people that got killed. Correct. Um, so we're going to talk about that tonight. I mean, I guess we're gonna we'll walk through what's been talking, what everyone's been talking about on the news um, about the shooting, and then we'll talk about some other stuff that's popped up as it relates to some of the people being interviewed on CNN and their background. There's been a lot of hot takes about this David Hogg character, uh, this this kid that's been interviewed, uh, who is very well put together and very has his talking points in order. What could, is he a crisis actor? What is the deal? So we'll talk about that in a bit. But, um, Steve, I don't know, do we want to walk through the shooting in case you've been under a rock for the last week?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, why don't you lay out the basics of what happened?
0: All right, cool. So, um, so last Wednesday, uh, there was the, the, the infamous, now infamous, Parkland shooting um, at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, where Nicholas Cruz, an orphan-troubled youth, 19 years old, uh, shot and killed 17 people. Uh, using a semi-automatic AR-15 um, and countless others were injured. Uh, he was actually taken into custody um, and is now, I guess, awaiting trial, awaiting all the other sentencing and whatnot uh, that's going to come over the next couple of months. But, um, yeah, so he kind of just went and into... the shooting the... was
1: unique in that, you know,
0: I want to add, you know, what we've seen in other
1: past shootings like Columbine, um, you know, where those where the shooters stayed in the school and took their own lives
0: yeah he lingered
1: right he he did the shooting it's you know it seems or you know at least initial reports uh he was in the school he was shooting for six minutes went on that went on that kind of quote-unquote rampage he then dropped his weapon in the 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 uh magazines he was carrying and he integrated himself in with the other students because he was a former student of the school. Right. At uh, nineteen, I think he had been there the year previous
0: or two years previous before
1: right. he had been expelled by the school. Correct. Um, and he, he followed everyone else out, kind of in the, the melee that it, that ensued afterwards, and got caught up or you know uh, uh, you know camouflaged by the the other students in the crowd, which he ran you know, through the parking lot and, and kept going to a Walmart where he bought a drink, uh, and then he continued on to a McDonald's where he ended up sitting there in the McDonald's for a while before he continued walking into a neighborhood where the police apprehended him. Right,
0: right. And, and also, let's, let's, let's be clear, he Ubered his way to the school. So um, one of Uber's policies is you can't have guns. So how the hell did he get this Uber to the school um, and do his business
1: uh um, apparently he had it in a soft case you know and in some people especially you know which are there are a lot of people out there that don't even know what it has never held a gun uh and may not know what a gun case looks like they could have mistaken it for a music
0: you know case or some kind of pool cue case you know you don't really know so right right so that was you know that was his background as he kind of took took his uh as he committed this crime. And, you know, he had a background that was suspect, so to speak. I mean, we all know at this point, the FBI had been called twice in three months. Uh, There were 41 disciplinary incidents since 2012 with this kid. Okay. Um, So it was on everybody's radar. It was, you know, he said he was going to be a school shooter Everybody at school or a lot of people at school knew him to be if there was one kid that you said would always shoot up at school It was this kid Um, He had depression. He had some type of autism autism. He was on the spectrum. He had ADHD He I think he lost his father in the last his his orphaned father his adopted father in the past year or two Um, He was just a troubled youth. He was on medication Uh, He has now since said that he heard voices Um, so for the MKUltra crowd um, That will start to get the rumor mill going, but this was a person that was very troubled and you know every single time we have a shooting Usually I would say seven or eight times out of ten There's a couple characteristics that are always there Um, You know was on psychotropics was on some type of depression medication Uh, Did have mental problems, uh, was some type of outcast, bullied by the school, whether it's teachers or students, uh, acting out in class, had a broken ass home, uh, didn't have a stable family life, Um, and here we are. I mean, we also noticed that, you know, based on his Instagram account, cruelty to animals, killing animals, killing reptiles, killing bugs, whatever little stuff that's a tip off. I mean this guy looks like the you know the the test case for an MK Ultra wind-up toy gone wrong. And yet the FBI was you know was was notified a couple times and honestly FBI's had a pretty shitty 18 months and they deserve it cuz the upper echelon of that particular 18
1: years. Yeah.
0: Well they they just you know they They've been getting a lot of shit because you know, they're not acting and following protocol when something goes wrong. And You know what? Honestly, most of them, I would say the rank and file, are good honest people and they can't respond to everything the way we want them to. Drop everything so they can take a call about a weirdo in Florida. I get it. Uh, you're going to hear some other people saying, oh, they were busy doing Russia collusion. Okay, make the joke. Fine. I get it. I've made that joke too. But at the end of the day, The rank and file, they're doing the best they can with the resources they're given. So, um, you know, if you see something, say something, sounds nice, especially in Boston public transit, but it's not really how it ends up working. Uh, See something, say something, doesn't really go anywhere, and I think people are being red-pilled to that. But um, in the end, FBI did uh, disappoint everybody because they weren't covering this, and students were warning about this kid for years, and you know, administrators were warning about this kid for years, and... Alas, this happened. So, after all we've just laid out, Steve, who's to blame here? The gun. Right? Let's... let's for One
1: side would like to blame and has
0: decided to blame the gun from the outset. Yes. Right. right. So, you know, here we are a week later. Um, as we're talking right now, Trump has just hosted a listening session. Uh, with the Parkland students. Um, He's been, I mean, it's an 84-minute session where he was just listening. I mean, anytime Donald Trump's not talking, um, you know, it's very uncharacteristic of him, good, bad, or ugly. But he had parents, he had students, uh, people there that lost loved ones, and there was the the father there um, that lost his daughter, and he was an avid Trump supporter. And he actually said, it was a five-minute clip, he said he had his three sons there, he said, you know, we got to fix the school safety first before we do the gun laws. Um, he was very, he could have been super pro-Trump and partisan, but he didn't. He was very neutral. He said, we got to work with the president. We got to fix whatever we can with the gun laws. Uh, but we got to keep the school safe. Uh, we have to keep our students, our children safe. And I was tearing up listening to him because he just buried his daughter a couple days ago. But he's not projecting hate on Trump. Um, Your hate should be reserved for the the shooter. Uh, Not the gun, not the president, not the policy. Because as we find out, Steve, and and you can talk to this as well as anyone else, you can make all the legislation you want. It's not going to prevent these types of crimes from happening. If someone wants to commit evil bad enough, they're going to do it. Whether there's a law or not. I mean, these school zones are gun-free zones. They're sitting duck zones. So, do you think he gave a shit about the rules and, and laws in place when he brought his AR-15 to shoot up the school? I mean, he was breaking the law by virtue of doing that. So, what what law are you going to now have written up? And what is it going to do to prevent you know future crazy people like this guy from doing it again? The answer is nothing. Nothing's going to stop them you're gonna attack law abiding citizens because you're emotional. So I mean that was kind of the synopsis of what went down. I mean any gut reactions on your end?
1: It's it's just it's you know, it's it's kind of what I wanna have gut reactions and you know, a lot of it is troubling. You know, the, the only gut reaction I have is that it's it's sad what you just mentioned, that you have such a horrible tragedy happen uh, with children. Uh, it doesn't even matter if it's children. It's, it's still horrible, even if it's adults, right? Yep. Um, and instead of looking at the root causes and having a, you know, a... a, a a bipartisan debate about how to never have this happen again, if if possible. How do we prevent this uh, from not happening tomorrow? In um, having that honest conversation and coming up with you know ideas, kind of what you referred to, and what Trump
0: did in his style town hall today. One side just you know
1: decided to take the political agenda up about the gun debate and make it centered around the gun. Right, where in this case, you know, as as the gun was clearly the tool that was used to carry out such the the horrible atrocity, it was not the it was not the the thing that made the decision. The gun was not running the human, it made the human do it, it was vice versa, right? Right. And as you said there's a lot of other factors that contributed into that, the gun again just being the tool of which he used in this case. Right. So I, I, I think it's disingenuous. Um, I think it's sad. I think it's, you know, all of these adjectives that describe, you know, uh, the reasons why it's, it's, it, it was never the right thing to just start talking about the gun debate uh, if, if the idea is to not, not have this happen or how do we curb this from happening again.
0: Right, right.
1: That's my immediate reaction. I think other than that, you know, I try to not jump into immediate reactions because that's what we see. You know, I guess I guess another immediate reaction, and you can talk a little bit more about this and maybe get into who this kid is or who he's purported to be by uh, some in the alternative media. Yep. Um, another thing that, you know, the gut reaction was... I thought it was horrible uh, how outlets like CNN were using uh, the students uh, that had been in the school, had obviously made it out, maybe had even seen some of their friends and known some of their friends and, and teachers die, in uh, and, and literally, you know, the, the, the bullet casings hadn't even cooled off uh, from being on the floor, and you had about three or four Uh, students who were in front of CNN's cameras, uh, you know, again, you know, they were leading the gun debate, obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously, but that's what it was, and then it was the follow-up, you know, since then, uh, weeks gone by, and every day, you know, some of these same students have been paraded in front of cameras, uh, you know, in order to, you know, really, you know, uh, spearhead this gun debate. Right, right. So I thought that that's really sad that, you know, you know, somebody or a group of people would use students or kids to further a political agenda, right? especially ones that have just been through a tragedy. I think it's just not right and sad.
0: Right, right. And and you're going to get this so the way I kind of digested this was, you know, there's when we look at the extremes of how media can react to things, so there's there's two sides of the same coin. So to be in the interest of being a balanced show where we can, um, Whenever there's a gun shooting involving like a white person or a minority or something non-Muslim, the left will gravitate towards gun control. On the flip side of that, whenever it's a Muslim, the extreme right will gravitate towards, we've got to do something about these crazy jihadis, right? So, you have on one side, you have the right getting apoplectic and hyperventilating over whatever a evil Muslim radical does something and we must do something now. And then the left acts the same way when it's a non-Muslim and they act that way as far as gun control is concerned. So we want to call out extreme behaviors on both sides and we don't want to knee-jerk. My new policy is really whenever something evil diabolical happens like this you gotta kinda of wait 48 hours before doing a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, if you want to be knee jerk and scream and hyperventilate, that was like 9/11, okay? That was when you're in college, that's when you're in high school. You're not I mean, we're a lot of us listening to this show are adults, you know, we're in our 30s, 40s, maybe older, maybe a little bit younger, but we can't do knee jerk college things anymore. So, acting like a unhinged hyperventilating child who doesn't get their own way Whenever there's a shooting and death, I mean, we're all pretty sad about it. We just have different ways of approaching and responding to it. But, you know, Americans dividing each other over a gun debate because there's a school shooting or there's a terrorist attack. um, And just clawing at each other's throats is not helpful to anybody. So I don't even engage people. I mean, I'm not going to start posting, you know, gun violence statistics or on the flip side, posting, you know, the the chances of you dying in a gun attack and all that stuff. It's not helpful. I mean, if you have actual policy you want to suggest, do it. You know, get that out on Facebook or social media. If you want to write your local congressperson, uh, give something specific that they can work with. But we're not seeing that, Steve. We're seeing a lot of people just screaming, shooting from the hip, not thinking it through, saying things very vague, virtue signal platitudes that don't really translate to anything. Saying, oh, we need sensible debate. Oh, we need to have a national conversation. Oh, we need to have a dialogue. Oh, we need to do this, this, that, and the other thing. Mr. President, blah, blah, blah. And I've yet to see from my liberal friends any specific you know, guidance that they want to do to prevent what just happened. He legally bought a gun... Um, he was reported by multiple people. He had forty instances where authorities were called on him. I mean, if that wasn't enough to stop him, why would making a gun law stop the next crazy person? If you're not catching the warning signs, five, six, seven years later, like why you're just going to waste legislation? You're going to make law-abiding citizens have to give up their scary-looking gun. And then right. once that scary looking gun gets given up, then it becomes, okay, well now we'll start to care about the Chicago's of the world. Yes, it's smaller guns, but yes, people are dying. Let's start to regulate that. I mean, you don't have to be a brilliant person to see where it's all going. Like, it, it's, it's, it, it's going to be death by a thousand cuts with the left. As, as these shootings happen, they will screech until they can get some type of action plan. Uh, Whether it's students walking out of class, people not showing up at work, blocking highways, uh, you know, taking over a town square, stuff like that, but then not having an actual idea of what to do. I I just don't, don't see how this ends productively. I'm happy to meet halfway as it relates to bump stocks or limited mental health if you have XYZ in your past. You're not allowed to own a gun. Okay, fine, but banning the scary gun because people died because of a crazy person—I just don't. I don't see the intelligent connection. I really don't. And, and I'll be called. I'll be called a bigot. The correlation in banning the gun and, and stopping gun—the next gun uh, tragedy. I, I just don't see it happening. I don't. I don't see banning the gun. And here's the thing again to be balanced we don't want to be super extreme in our positions but i you know are they going to come and take the guns as we thought obama would no because we i realized about halfway through his his term um he's not going to have the ability there's no appetite to do that um so trump as a second amendment guy is not going to do anything serious to curtail gun violence but on the flip side neither did obama the most liberal president ever he couldn't do shit. So Trump's not going to do anything. Uh, if a Democrat wins, they're not going to do anything. Um, so you know, how does this get resolved? Well, what do you do? It becomes a, okay if you're going to complain, fine, but give me suggestions and solutions instead of just vague platitudes about people talking to each other. That that's dumb. It's stupid. It doesn't solve anything. And I, I've yet to. I we Steve, you and I have a lot of bright friends on the left. Uh, you're technically still a member of the left. Um, and I've yet to see an intelligent argument put forth for what specifically needs to happen. I'm still frigging waiting. But I see a lot of emotion and knee jerking and hyperventilating. But it's not being it's not being matched up with deed. Like I saw so I this is why I don't hyperventilate, this is why I don't screech and, and and virtue signal, because you know, I'm I'm status quo. I'm I'm all about treating mental health. And Trump's doing that. He's giving billions to the opioid crisis. He's giving billions to a mental health. I mean, it's not enough as I would have liked, but it's baby steps. we got to get there. We have an opioid crisis. We have a psychotropic crisis. We have a mental health crisis. We have a broken home, broken family crisis. But you want to blame it on a scary-looking gun? Come on, man. I don't know. That, that that That's my gut. That's my gut. And that might offend people. If you... I, I said it in a low voice without raising my blood pressure too much. If that gets people screeching and I get a private message from someone saying I was insensitive, I mean, you're, you have an inability to control your emotions. That's your problem. It's okay, though, Ross. We're in America, and
1: we're allowed to be
0: insensitive to people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But I, that's, that's, that's the thrust of the gun debate as it relates. And you'll see this. Um, as each shooting happens, and there will be more. This is not the last uh, Obama oversaw quite a few of them, not saying he was connected in any way. Bush did not see as many, but he still saw some, Virginia Tech being one of the big ones. Bill Clinton had Columbine. And it's accelerating, so you got to look at root causes. But if, if overall gun violence is going down, um, you, we got to balance what's actually happening here before we go for the big reach, the big reach on gun legislation, which you're not going to get with President Trump. In Republic, a Republican Congress. Uh, even with a Democrat Congress, you didn't get it under Obama because he was busy shoving health care down your throat. So if there was no appetite under a all-Democrat team and there's no appetite under an all-Republican team, you should probably think of a middle-of-the-road compromise because your version of Banning well, if you're, if you're really looking for solutions, right? If that's your ultimate
1: goal and your motive, and that's the truth, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna drop the nonsense about what's really not going to happen, and you're gonna come up with practical solutions to really stop it
0: if you care. Right, and and it's the thing; it's the same. You know, as I said before, when there's a shooting and it's a it's a jihadist doing it, the knee-jerk reaction of you know assholes on the right is to start blaming Muslims, and it's like, no, you dude, you're kind of overreaching. That's inappropriate. Blah blah blah. And then, oh, we have to do something about these crazy Muslims. And it's like, well, what the, what the hell are you going to do? What are you going to do meaningful? If they're here legally, you can't kick them out. If they're behaving themselves, you can't kick them out. You can do whatever you want for those that aren't here yet. That's why I stood with Trump on that. We're not under an obligation to help people that are not American citizens, nor are they even in our country yet. So you got to see it from both sides and try to be a little bit more reasonable. You can't be hyperventilating on everything, and I try not to do that, and you try not to do that. So we see all these screech fests on Facebook. I'm not even joining the debate. I'm not going to change minds. I'm not going to change hearts and minds. You can do it through being calm and patient and actually having solutions, um, but but hyperventilating on either side of the spectrum doesn't really help anything.
1: So, Russ, what do you think is some common sense solution? You have some kids that are of that age, uh, some of the, you know, and coming to be some of the age of the kids that got shot. What would you do and what do you feel comfortable?
0: So, I would say, and this is where I'm trying to balance Big Brother and police state with security, freedom, liberty. You know, the big thrust now is do you have armed guards at schools? And I don't want my kids in Bucks County, PA, suburbia. Walking through security every day, but you know what? I also don't want them dead. So, if the alternative, if if the two choices for me are we're going to have some type of security mechanism at school versus we're going to disarm scary guns in the future sale of them, I'd rather have security at the school because the Second Amendment's a fundamental freedom that other countries don't have built into their constitution. Uh, therefore, I do not want it curtailed uh, where not necessary. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to balance my libertarianism and say, wait a minute, I also don't want armed guards at my kids' elementary school. But if I had to choose one, and that's kind of the direction we're going, I'm going to have to choose safety in terms of armed guard, some type of security. I don't think arming teachers is necessarily wise because you're still going to have... People being sloppy with guns. Um, But the fear of having a security guard in each school means the likelihood goes down a little bit. So if you were going to have 10 shootings a year at a school, maybe it goes down to six because there's armed guards there, you've cut it by 40%. So I'm just saying at a high level that's kind of my solution. My solution is not to curtail the gun from average law-abiding citizens it's to actually have some type of security presence at schools. Not overwhelming, but enough to are make... You for, are you more for a combination of you know,
1: train professionals who are there with their full job of being a security guard, uh, and/or do you support? Because this has been floated even by Trump today. Is having teachers and administrative personnel on campus? Uh, you wouldn't necessarily, as a t te- other teachers and/or students know who the the teacher administrator was, but those who existing even now have concealed carry permits and wanted further training, that would be a possible solution. Yep, that exactly. One of
0: my solutions, uh, by the way. That's, that's actually. Suggested. I like that. That way you're not forcing it on everybody. I don't, want the six, I don't want the 65-year-old grandmother who's never gone to the shooting range to be one of the dedicated people that is going to help help the school in, in times of need. Um, but much like in other professions. So like we now know after 9-11, U.S. air marshals. There's an air marshal on every flight. Um, there's a trained exorcist in most Catholic parishes. Uh, much so, I would like to have a trained shooting specialist in each school system. So, do you think that the
1: Catholic parishes could have trained uh, sexual workers for deviant priests?
0: <laughs> <Priestesses? laughs> Fuck you! I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. It's,
1: it's interesting,
0: right? You would yeah, think that they it, may do that? You, ha- you had to get that remark in, didn't you? You had to get that. Re- <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. But again, Trump today announced bump stock ban that he's going to try to push. Okay, fine. Um, but then, in, if you note, in the same conversation, he also pivoted to arming up schools. So I thought that was interesting. He kind of gave a little bit of leeway on the other side of the fence, but reaffirmed his position on security on the other side. So, um, and that's kind of part of the balanced negotiation you're going to see with him. I don't know what the ultimate game is going to be, but he's not going to curtail the Second Amendment. Um, You know, again, I, I go back to the mental health thing, but you have to ask yourself, like, well where does it stop? Government abuses everything they touch. I mean, I have anxiety disorder, I have medication. Does that mean people that are on Lexapro can't go to shooting ranges, can't own guns? I mean
1: it's one of the more interesting right now uh, getting into the, the not you know still crazy but not as completely loony crazy people who are talking about getting rid of guns completely and banning them right yep is the ones that say well you know you need to pass a mental health Check before you can apply to get a gun, right. and, You know, and I see red lights and sirens and alarm bells going off when I even hear that, you know, because it's like, again, it's just full of empty rhetoric, right? It's just words. Because I'm a practical guy. Okay, great. Let's unpack that a little bit. Who is creating the mental health test that I have to pass, and who's administrating it? Right and and who's therefore also now keeping a list of people that passed it or did it, and now you have a list there, like that you're on. Right, uh, and who has access to that list? Right, right, and if 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 you're telling me the government's going to run that, yeah, uh, really, you guys are not so great with technology. Is it going to be a private company? I mean, some of the most the largest multinational global private companies that have been hacked into and have people's private information
0: stolen. Right, exactly.
1: So, uh, it just sounds, it's so problematic, you know? Uh, And then as soon as you hear, it's inevitable, well, it would be probably run by the government, game over, right? Well, now this is exactly waiting in the territory of which our Founding Fathers uh, wanted to avoid, hence why they put it as the number two thing.
0: Correct. So in other words, the Founding Fathers didn't operate on emotion, they they operated on common sense and critical thinking and practicality and pragmatism, right?
1: Look, it's, it's it, to that end, in connecting a dot, it's the exact same reason why they created the Electoral College, because they understood that while we are a government of the people, for the people, by the people, they also recognize that the people in mass are complete idiots, right. and what they need is they need to have uh, direct representational, proportional representation. They need to be able to have uh, the ability to vote in that proportion. But they're, they, they, they have delegates that are chosen uh, you know, essentially to go represent, and if the mass of people lose their collective minds, because that's happening now, so therefore we know it's happened throughout history, Correct. you have this, the fail safe known as the Electoral College to step in and write the ship. Right. And go, okay, right? Let's not act on emotion. Let's not be a complete democracy, because we right. were never intended to be a democracy.
0: Correct, and that's and that's why the, it was a bipartisan document, but it's also nonpartisan. So it, it should mean that no matter who's in office, their first line of defense is not a Bible, it's not a partisan platform book, it's the friggin' Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So if you go- One of
1: the reasons in one of the platforms that has drove me completely away from Bernie Sanders is Bernie Sanders. 100% will tell you and believes that the United States should do away with the Electoral College. He does, yeah. He wants to completely change our Constitution, as well as he's now flip sides, and he's all about gun control, right? I'm sure the people in Vermont that represent him, because if anybody knows or doesn't, they are one of the most lax states on gun control. Right. Uh, have been a very proud history and heritage in their state of gun ownership. Um. And continues to be so. It's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they feel about him. You know, you know, toting off on gun control. Well,
0: that was actually interesting because during the 2016 uh, DNC primary, he was very moderate on guns. He he, well, he
1: has been, yeah, absolutely. And he has, you know, if, if you're one of those kind of radicals on the left that just wants to take away the guns completely, um, he has a. From your perspective, he is a horrible, horrible voting records on guns and gun control right and you know they've been using that against him, and i think that that's where he's been you know cowtailing to that instead of being proud and saying yeah you know what i am from a state where the people in my state are very proud of the second amendment and their right to bear
0: arms right
1: very simple answer no you can't use that
0: answer right of course right and that, that's weird that was one of the few issues i saw him as like almost like republican leaning it was weird um because you know he had to cater to his constituency. So, but cuck, Bernie Cuck Sanders, you know, he will always cuck out, and he, the damage is already done with him. He already pussied out against Hillary. Uh, so anything he does at this point, it's not going to be a serious mission. So, uh, so that, you know, that's kind of where we are with the whole debate and where we think it's going to go next. But you know, if the Republicans give up anything, the left will just kind of chip away at it. Uh, through, you know, f- you know the Supreme Court eventually if they get the presidency back in six, seven years, um, and through the judiciary, through legislative means. They're going to try to get it so that everyone can just own a handgun and there can only be five rounds in there and it's got to be the most manual process ever so we can never have a shooting again and then someone will still find a way to have a shooting and We'll have to clamp down again on other law-abiding citizens. So we know where it's going on the Democrat side. The Republican side is just kind of, kind of, one, one foot in, one foot out. Um, and then you know, you, you just hope that the Second Amendment gets preserved. Because the second they start chipping away at that, um, we go into kind of the, the dictatorship that we've always feared. Um, so, so that's kind of the Parkland shooting in a nutshell. I know it's a lot of facts and data. Um, let's talk about how the media has predictably responded to it. Uh, they've had you know, a bunch of children, still children, 16-year-olds coming out in front of the camera uh, and giving their talking points. Nothing balanced, of course. You know, Notice whenever there's a shooting, you never get people on camera on CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News, for that matter, talking about pro-gun rights, right?
1: They have conveniently in the state of Florida which is also surprising because it's a very uh, conservative state with a you know, large large number of legal gun owners it's surprising but not that the uh, opposing side to the people that want to take away all the guns has not been you know shown on the fair and balanced network yep yep all right. So it's been kind
0: of right because it's been all uh you know guns need to go right and that's the only
1: position that's been represented so uh, yeah it's 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 interesting and if and if
0: you god forbid if you say anything to the contrary you have blood on your hands you're glad those kids are dead you want more shootings um it's,
1: very, it's you know i think we talked about it's it's very similar it, it reminds me and it's an atmosphere that's being created that's very similar to around after 9-11 when George Bush and his cronies, uh, you know, essentially made it, you know, you're either with us, uh, and that is for freedom in America, uh, or you're against us, and you hate America, and that means you don't want to go to war with us. And then everybody goes, ooh, well, I don't want to be known as hating America. Yes, let's go invade Iraq. Is that what you want to do? Let's go. Yes, okay,
0: great. Right. It's an emotional psyop to get you on board with what the government wants you to do.
1: Correct. And how well did that work out for us then? So, excuse me as somebody who's lived through it and likes to not repeat history if I am going to question the narrative and go, yeah, not so fast. Yep, yeah,
0: exactly. And that's good. That's, that's learning, Steve. I mean, we've talked about it before. I was that guy 15 years ago when you were calling me up saying, hey, Ross, you still support this stupid war? You're still going to get those WMDs? No, and I didn't want to admit it at the time, but. Took me a couple of years, but I eventually came around and said, You know what? Yeah, I was bamboozled on that. Shame on me for falling for it.
1: Bamboozled? Hogwashed?
0: Hog-wa- hog-washed? Bam, Is it hog tied or hogwashed? Hogwashed. Hogwashed. Uh, run amok. And and, and, and so you, you, you live, you learn. If you're still in your mid 30s, late 30s, pushing 40 and still believing the government has your best interests, um, the, the joke's on you. That's your problem. That's you being stupid.
1: You probably still live in your parents' basement, or haven't quite painted it
0: out. Yeah. Perhaps. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. Um, so that you know, that's kind of the rundown. And, and what they've done is, again, they, they hijack, the media hijacks it. So what was all over the news this week, and breaking into last night, um, was this whole David Hogg character. And... You know, for, for, can you walk us through, Steve, what a crisis actor is, and we'll talk
1: about... Um, uh, know, to, to quickly highlight, David Hogg, uh, he was one of the, he, you know, either a junior or senior at Parkland High School there. Uh, he's one of the surviving... Uh, if you want to call him victims, he's one of the survivors of the shooting, and he was one of the you know most notable five that stepped out was taken by CNN and reporters and had a gun put in his gun excuse me had a camera put in his face, and he really hasn't been able to stop since. And in that time, uh, we've 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 since found out, as he self admitted on one of his interviews, that his father is former FBI. Yep. Um, and you know we've now seen. Uh, other footage of him being interviewed about other uh, re- uh, uh unrelated events but in california right so it just seems that this guy is just you know in the right place at the right time when events happen and the camera needs to be rolling you know yep kind of like to me it's it's interesting i look at it as like you know being in a baseball game and Catching a foul ball like I've been to a lot of baseball games, but god I've never even really come close to that So it just is kind of you know kind of shot in the dark and this guy has been to two baseball games and caught foul balls Right and and then made
0: the nightly news and made the nightly news each time he caught the foul ball like so on opposite ends of the country exactly so uh, And it, it, it you know and and you hear him speaking and again so so my my official position on him is I don't think he's a crisis actor I'm not one of those people who believes that crisis actors get shipped from tragedy to tragedy and they are paid to cry and and whatever. Uh, That's one conspiracy I don't really touch. Um, But this particular kid, yes, I believe he did indeed go to the school. That's fine. What I'm 100% certain of is that he's being fed talking points. He's rehearsing with the earpiece in his ear with the producers of each CNN or MSNBC program. Um, the person interviewing, them, they're going and coordinating ahead of time. He's getting talking points. He's being groomed. Uh, he has already said he wants to be an, aspi- he's an aspiring CNN correspondent or panelist. Um, that's all open. That's all open source for anyone to read. Um, you know, there's a, there's a thing about a yearbook going around. I looked into it, and if you actually kind of scroll out from the yearbook it's actually the, the the school that he claims to be from, so I don't think he's an actual crisis actor. Um, but he's an interesting character because what the media is now doing, they're Do trying... By, by the What's that? So that story where they put out a yearbook photo of him, yep. and people were saying it was from like the Redondo Beach, California
1: yearbook of 2015. Yep. And it was debunked pretty quickly. And as you shown, yes, yeah, so they were they were showing the yearbook. It was zoomed into his photo, but it would be zoomed when they zoomed out and saw the whole thing. It was from the yearbook of last year uh, at his current school. Right, right, right in Florida. Right, and as you know, I started playing internet sleuth and chasing down where the source of that that report came from. Did you find out where? I did not actually. Yeah, it was a it was some Southern California Antifa. Uh, Twitter account that first reported it and put it out there, so it made me think that you know it was Antifa kind of showing the ridiculousness of what they call the right or the alt right, and they call them Nazis, right? So I think one of somebody's point was is look at these not you know these alt right you know trolls who take narratives and turn it into conspiracy theories. We're going to show how ridiculous it is, kind of like what uh, James O'Keefe does, but just the opposite.
0: Right? right, and and that caught fire yesterday. And then and it
1: did, and it did. So, you know, if that was what it was, you know, they were, whoever did that, if that was the point, they did have a point because it did spread like wildfire, kind of.
0: Yeah, and it got out of control, and a lot of people don't know what crisis actors are. You and I do, Steve, but a lot of people don't. And what they do is they use that as a straw man to invalidate the right and say, look, you guys will believe anything. You think this guy's a crisis actor. So you're distracted and it's not asking questions about, well, okay, he may not be a crisis actor, but why the hell is he doing this very well-spoken talking points? And I've watched the clip of him rehearsing. And if you can, you know, you're you're like me, Steve, you can can spot a bullshit artist from a mile away and you hear this kid using the same talking points that like a, a congressman on the stump would be using at a rally or something like that when they start saying things like we need to have an honest conversation and we need to get the minds together and we need to have a common national dialogue they start using these platitudes that don't really mean anything but they sound very articulate I mean I'm sure these kids are smart kids but they're being groomed they're being handled they're you know they're probably getting makeup before they go on camera to look their best they're getting their talking points through an earpiece Uh, There's pictures surfacing of of David Hogg with an earpiece, this Emma Gonzalez girl, this G.I. Jane look-alike. She was also very articulate, but ask the question why? Why are you so articulate so soon after a shooting when it was probably not on your radar? Obviously before the shooting took place and it's because you're being fed talking points for a media that knows its credibility is dwindling. So they have to get people in front of a camera that are going to say the things they want them to say uh, you know, are they going to have a family member that's connected somehow? This kid's been in the news before. Uh, he's an activist. Okay, fine, free country, uh, but just know what you're getting fed on a nightly basis uh, on the news. So that's taking place, and what happened as this hit a fever pitch last night, and maybe coincidental, maybe related to something else, at around one o'clock in the morning, uh, I, you know, I woke up at four thirty this morning and seeing all my Twitter feed blowing up because people complaining about losing followers, there was a big Twitter outage of conservatives. There were people that I read and follow on a regular basis complaining that uh, everything, you know, they were losing 20% of their followers, a 1,000 here and there, um, based on nothing. And I think Twitter did some type of a purge last night where they linked anyone that they believed was a Russian bot And Laura Loomer
1: got uh, caught up in that. Uh, She was uh, interviewing a Florida congressman in Tallahassee yesterday after they struck down the AR-15 assault ban weapon Mm -hmm. uh, bill. That got vehemently struck down, like big time, you know, 70 to 30 or something like that. right? And she was there interviewing one of the congresspeople who voted on striking it down. In Florida, I'm sorry, voted on uh, 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 getting rid of the AR 15. And she was asking questions about, you know, hey, you have been telling your constituency in Florida that the AR 15 is an assault rifle, and that's just not true. And you know it to be true. You know that. And she was calling him out, and all he could do is look at her and tell her how horrible InfoWars was. Right, right. It's right. A, it's and so that night, she went, or that day, later that day, slash last night, she went and uploaded the video um, and, and shared it on Twitter. And when she woke up this morning, Twitter had banned her for seven days for that video.
0: Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Fascinating. It's Fascinating. I mean, I'll tell you firsthand, I was watching people that were banned or they had their ads turned off or whatever. I mean, I know, Steve, our, our personal Twitter account, Sportsball Politics, lost. I mean, we don't have a shitload of followers because we're relatively new to this. And we're still trying to build up the, the brand and everything. But uh, we lost about 15 followers. And it's weird. And I saw other people that have obviously more followers saying they lost a lot of followers up front. And then throughout the day, they gained about 75%, 80% of them back. So I saw throughout the day our followers crept back up. Well, because
1: you know what they were doing, right? Uh, is they were all of those conservative accounts, a lot of them, they were making people validate. So you, they were you know, almost fucking with you to make sure you weren't a quote-unquote Russian bot. And right. that's what their, their idea was behind it. So for the people that were logging in for the first time... They were kind of their profiles were put on hold, and until you verified yourself as not being a Russian bot, uh, your like you as you saw, uh, you wouldn't be seen in people's followers list until you verified yourself. Right. So now, I mean, I
0: mean, a week after the Russian bots got indicted by Mueller, um, we're starting to see the full craziness of the left in full display because. Everything's a Russian bot, right? So anytime you disagree with someone, you're a Russian bot. I've been called a Russian bot probably about a 100 times in Twitter exchanges. Um, The left does not know what a bot is. I think I liken it to, you know, whenever you were growing up and your grandparents call everything a Nintendo? Uh, Even if you were playing on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3. Everything that's video game related, is it, it's just a Nintendo. That's kind of how the left is with Russian bots. They don't understand how it works. They don't know what a bot is, an algorithm is. So they just assume, anyone disagreeing with me, they can't really be a real person. They're probably a robot. They're probably AI technology. Um, and that's exactly what's happening. And we saw this, a story from Newsweek earlier this afternoon, was uh, they had to come out and come clean and apologize. When Al Franken was chased out they said at the time um, this was because of Russian bots spreading misinformation online about Al Franken and upon digging into it they're like uh, yeah okay we kind of overstepped on the Russian bots thing there's no evidence to say that that happened you know he really was was kicked out because of the things he did it's not because of Russian bots you know uh, making the media impressions go higher it's just, they it had nothing to do with Russian bots. Uh, they said that Russia was responsible for some of the French election. Uh, they're blaming, I mean, everything's just being blamed on Russia and Russian bots right now. Uh, Russian right. bots are being blamed on Brexit. Russian bots are being blamed on the 2016 election. And in the end, it's really the globalist message is not working and resonating anymore. And they don't want to admit it, so they have to have some type of scapegoat. Uh, so enter Russia, enter Russian bots, enter anything that, gives the left a little bit more time to try to win back the country. Uh, and it's not working. It's really not working. So, And here we are, where now regular people on social media are being called bots. Uh, oh, this guy's a Russian bot. Uh, no way in hell you could have said that. That's not a real person. You're not real. You're a bot. Uh, Do you work for Vladimir Putin? I've had all those questions because I merely responded to someone. And it's friggin' obnoxious as hell because they're not using critical thinking. I know my leftist friends are smart, but to assume everyone you talk with and interact with is a, is a bot, you're a friggin' asshole. That's silly. It's just completely silly. So, But hey, we're at, we're at the 50-minute mark. This was a very good episode. It was high on data just like we wanted it to be. Maybe I publish this and we reconnect this weekend on back into the news on what's happening. Absolutely. So let me publish this. This is, you know, specifically related to the shooting. I'll tag it as such. We'll upload that to iTunes, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Fantastic. All right, and I'll release this tomorrow. Okay. Until then, we will talk to you folks this weekend. Have a good, good weekend, and stay safe.
1: Stay safe, y'all. Talk soon. Take
0: care. Bye-bye. Bye.